All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for coming out for the podcast and set. Uh, this week, of course, my guest is Mr. Mitch Rouse. Hello. Uh, now I've known... Whoa, balls. Mm -hmm. I've known Mitch for about 25 years. I actually recalled that outside. Of I started I.O. Yes. when I was 25, and uh, I'm 50, so it was, easy, it was easy math for me to do. Runs it worked out. Uh, actually, I'm, I was... You're wearing the black tonight. I, I wore the black in honor. Thank you, sir. Uh, Mitch was one of the players uh, that when I started, he was one of the best players in Chicago. He was on a team called Blue Velveeta. Uh, I used to dress like him in trying to emulate him. Uh, I did not know that. Back then, as I recall, it was black jeans, black shirt. It was black, yes. And for some stupid reason, two Swatch watches. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hi, how are you? <laughs> Well, that was such a a great time. I remember how incredibly kind and welcoming all of you guys were uh, to us new players. Uh, I remember I had just started there, and I think I wound up going to, I think it was Pat Finn's bachelor party. Right. Uh, which is, it's funny, because it was in the basement of Pop Milano's, mm -hmm. and Pop Milano's was run by some some Goombas. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. And yeah. they basically, all right, we'll take care of you in the basement. Uh, and they put on like porn. <laughs> they put on like a, some porn movie on a big screen in the basement yeah. for a room full of, you know, legendary improvisers. Uh, and well, I, I'll never forget, we, we're playing 1001. They put up, because these guys, they, they, they set up a mic in front of this porn screen. Uh, wow. And, and they start playing this improv game called 1001, where you basically get an object, whatever it is, and then you try and make up a joke that begins 1001 of that object, walk into a bar, and you got to finish the joke. Right. Uh, and I, I'll never forget just the image of that. I'm like, like, because no one, because wow. it was just, and that was like old school, nasty porn. They, they yeah, had, they had as running. opposed to the new school. As, yeah, the, the, the new stuff is classy. It's all classy. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I, I remember that. I'm sorry. I'm just going down my own little memory lane. I remember you specifically. We we all went out to a like a pool hall bar, and you got because it was it was like everyone went. The whole theater went to this pool hall bar, whatever after a show, and you got everyone to leave while I was in the bathroom. <laughs> I, I went to the bathroom and I come wow. out and everyone was gone. And then they came back in and it was just like, ah, we fucked with Miles, which is, I took, I took coming from a large family. It's like, hey, they, they like me because they fucked with say, me. You, you've painted a great picture of me so far. <laughs> uh, hardcore porn. Uh, and now everybody leave because here comes Miles. <laughs> uh, what I'd like, to, I, what I'd like to talk about is that uh, some of the, the the Blue Velveeta days, because that I've said it a lot on the podcast. For me, Blue Velveeta was was the best uh, pure Herald team that's ever played. Uh, I don't think anyone's ever done you know, just a the, the the strict opening three scenes game, three scenes game, yeah. three scenes better than Blue Velveeta. Oh, that's nice of you. I mean, there's I think that um, I mean, and, and Dorf is here. Kevin Dorf is here, and and um, I mean, I just think it was one of those. For me personally, I think it's one of those things where. We just sort of all clicked. Um, I don't know that we did better heralds than anybody else or that, you know, there were so many teams then that were before us. There was a handful of teams, but we were also, uh, it was at a time that was sort of starting up over again, I think. And we were the, I think we were the D team. Yeah. yeah. So that we didn't really have a name then. I mean, like 
there's a ton of we were i remember when no um but there was you didn't have you didn't have to come up with a name sharna would go you 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 and you back there y'all are on a team and get a girl <laughs> you know <laughs> and uh we we had um uh robin roseanne for a while didn't we and um yeah and then and susan messing who's great and she you know it was just a, it was a it was a freak show and i think a fluke you know i mean kevin and i were talking about this a while back that i would i would do anything for him he would do anything for me up to this day but then when i think about our time in chicago there wasn't a whole lot of times that i i hung out that much but like they would all go do all this stuff and then i would see kevin or brian and and all the guys that were on the team, but it was just sort of just came together in a really cool way. And then we would pick one day of the week. That was the other thing we did. If, it, if there's anything that syncs up a team <clears throat> or that would help a team, I think, is we used to pick a place that we would meet every week. And we would go, we were all in Chicago, so we would go to the Billy Goat and then we would go, oh, okay, let's all, Billy Goat Tavern was um, um, just exactly what it was. It, it was just this little place in Chicago. Uh, it was a bar and we would go there and eat and then we would pick out a place like a museum or something and we would all go uh, dick off at a really nice place <laughs> um, just to be together you know and experience right. different things that, that way you could take it to the to the stage with you I mean there were some <clears throat> great people then um, uh, doing some really great stuff you know and I think that we just we had Mick Napier as a coach and he sort of said to us the show starts the second you step on stage it's not after you get your, you know, um, suggestion or whatever. He said, the second the lights go up, the show starts and act that way. And he was like, start dressing nicer, um, me in particular. And, and so we all sort of started putting on nicer clothes um, and sort of had a look like show clothes. That's what he would say. So it sort of just sort of brought it all together. <laughs> um, and then the, the joke about Susan, God, Susan messing is hilarious. And the joke was... Susan would go into her closet and she would say, I'm going to wear, what was, the, I'm sorry, Kevin, I know I keep saying it, but what was the joke about the, um, fuck. I'm going to wear this, this, and, and I'll also take the popcorn box. What was And that was her outfit. <laughs> um, she was so funny. Um, but yeah, so I, the, the thing I remember most about it was that we were all really um, trying to support each other, 100%. You know, and I think, that you, I think each person on the team truly had seven people supporting them. Or, you know, we were really trying to support each other. And we did stupid shit, too. I mean, like, I remember we had a, uh, a Herald one time that was called trust and at the beginning of it we were doing this big monologue and so it just ended up that everybody was over there and I was over here and then we were going trust and I ran and I jumped because I thought well they'll catch me and I di they didn't and I <laughs> fell I fell off the far side into a table and then at the end of the show I was up on a on a flat and I had been Kennedy I, I had been Lee Harvey Oswald shooting Kennedy and then I turned around, and I was standing there like, Christ. And then I thought, oh, here's the out. I'll turn around. They're way over there. I'll turn around and fall off this flat backwards, and they'll catch me. And I thought, they'll do that. And I remember standing up there facing the wall and then just going, fuck it. 
and they caught me. And then that was one where I went, okay, thank God. Um, but it was one of those things where we, you just knew that was the move. I trusted them. Um, and it was great that they didn't catch me at the beginning because it wouldn't have set up this great ending. Right. You know? So, yeah. Cause there's, I'm sure at the end, the audience is like, oh, fuck, they're going to let him fall. Yeah. Dumbass is up there going to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember the, the, the crew, if I recall correctly on that, was you, Kevin Dorf, Jay Leggett, Brian Blondell, Brendan Sullivan, uh, Tom Booker, and Sue Messing. Yep. Uh, and that's quite quite a crew uh we used to always go to the you know to all, to all those shows that th that was the show uh and we all we all wanted to be you guys uh and you guys got to the point where you were able to take that and this to me was ahead of its time because you were able to take basically long form and you, you started doing it at a place adjacent to the improv which is a stand-up place is that correct you mean is when Blue Velveeta shot off by themselves, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was um, uh, Blondell, Jay, and uh, Brian McCann shot off and did a, their own thing together. And we would, I mean, Kevin would walk through sometimes, and I would go through sometimes with them. Um, but it was mostly those three guys. And they had a, they had a real, um, that, that, was, that was a tough room. You know, those guys were going there with loud literally you know loud drunk uh, marines and shit right um uh, make us laugh guys and and they would do it you know they were they had it down to a, a but science. that's the kind of thing which like very few people i mean especially then when as far as i'm concerned improv was still really kind of beginning in ways mm -hmm. uh is like to be able to pull it off in front of an unfriendly house yeah uh because to do it in front of a friendly house is cake yeah uh but in, to do that, that's fucking just impressive. I tell you what, we used to, Jay and I used to fly out here and we would pitch shows. And I don't know how we, I don't know how we got the money to come out here, but we would go into these places and we would say, um, they would go, so what's, what's, what's the show, what's the show about? And we'd go, I, you know, we were, we're just going to, you know, improvise and, you know, make it up as we go. So there wouldn't, there's no script. No, we would just, you know, have a scenario or sort of a rough outline, but there's no script. No, there wouldn't. There was. There's no script. There would be an outline, and we would sort of follow that. We would know the characters and everything. Uh, that'll never. You can't just get on TV and make stuff up. And we would be like, "Well, I know you don't can't now, but imagine if." And we were trying to host, explain this thing. The guy was like, "You would never. You'll, that'll never happen. That'll never happen." Uh, and I said, "Well, why don't you think it would ever happen?" And he said, "Because there's nowhere to give notes." <laughs> and I said, "What do you mean?" And he said, "You couldn't stop that in the middle and go try this." And I just always thought that, you know, that was just so bizarre. But also in the middle of the meeting, he picked up the phone. The phone rang. Uh, he, he had said to us, look, we'll, we'll improvise something right now. This, Jay and I are sitting in this office. And, and uh, if you know Jay, he's a big guy full of just, he's on it. He's got a beautiful voice, a great improviser. And so um, we started improvising the scene. And the phone rings. And the guy answers the phone. And he's like, yeah, uh-huh. he goes, keep going, keep going. And he goes, well, you tell them that see Tommy Howell, this is God's honest truth. You tell them see Tommy Howell does it for nothing less than a million. Okay. And, he's, and, and it was just the most bizarre, weird moment. But he was just like, just keep going. Well, he's carrying on all of his business. Right. And then he goes, that's really, really funny, guys. Really funny, guys. But it was just, I don't know, just an odd, <laughs> whole, you know, 
Um, yeah. That, that, did anything come of that particular meeting? We left. Oh, you left? That was about the, the peak of it. Um, yeah. No, man. I mean, it's, but I think that's the other thing, too. I think that's all the way. If you're trying to do something different, and I totally support that 100%, you're always going to, it's very um, filled with dreams, you know. If you keep doing it, people will eventually show up, you know. Right. Uh, I'm just thinking there's so much you've done since then. Exit 57, mm-hmm. Strangers with Candy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've been in a bunch of movies. Uh, but I, st- I, I want to stay back on, on, uh, on the improv. Uh, how would you describe, I mean, how would you describe, you know, what long form is, I suppose? I mean, uh, you were talking briefly about like you know, how it was performed, say, in our day, mm-hmm. roughly, uh, versus how you see it now. Uh, yeah, I think it, I, but here's the thing, too. You know, you're, I think we did, we changed what people were doing before us. So I think it constantly changes, and you have to do what you're feeling comfortable with. Like that singing shit, when people all get together and go, let's do a musical on Friday, and we all sing. For me, I'm like, I'm good. You know, thanks. Right. Have a great show. You know, it doesn't interest me at all. They do it great. That's awesome. I don't care. That was cracking me up just because um, I, I sang recently in a, in a show I, I was doing just because the girl I play with, Heather Ann Campbell, wanted to... Like let's do a musical this time. That, yeah, let's do a musical this time. Oh, oh, so I'm not saying, every no, time. No, I, I get it. I, I get it. But what cracked me up was when we did it. The people were so surprised that I sang. What made me laugh was you don't realize this is what got me on a team. Like <laughs> yeah. Sharna put me up yeah. initially, too soon probably because I could I could do the musical option. Right. Right. But then I would not speak in the Herald. Right. Because it it just was a blur to me. Uh, but then I remember eventually when I was on the beginnings of the victim's family where if a scene was going south, I'd start fucking singing. Uh, yeah. To the point where the guys on the team were like, hey, knock that shit off. Singing every time to see if you, you fuck up the scene and you turn it into a goddamn song. And sure, it kills, but you fucked up the scene. I was like, yeah, I should stop singing all the and time. The bo- yeah. And the scene's starting to suck. I, was like, I remember I did that. And my, my, my next big move was like, like pretend to be animals. Like, I would just do physical shit on stage. Yeah, I, yeah. <clears throat> but I think, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I think if you, I, I, I don't think there's wrong moves. I, uh, there's just a lot of moves I don't like. It's, it's, I say this, I've said this plenty on the, on the podcast. It's the, the whole, that notion. I get the sentiment of there are no bad moves. There's just opportunities. And I'm like, well, then what are bad shows made of? Just a string of great opportunities that got passed up. Uh, since there are, I mean, there, there are bad moves. There are bad shows. Yeah, but I think if you listen, if you listen and don't make it about you, um, because that's the thing too. I'm and I, I, and not to get on a soapbox or anything like that, but if you really do take care of the people that are in your group, it's going to be great. Um, and not making it about anything other than honest to God, supporting what's going on, not trying to change it. Because the other thing too that I always notice is if a scene's going great, the people in the back line are going, how can I get in there? You know? Right. And I think don't come into the scene, wait till there's a big laugh and then just start your own scene, edit right. it and start edit. another scene, you know? Um, but there's some really, I mean, hilarious people making hilarious moves. And I think you just have to get all those people together. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, I, 
I would just say that, because like, as you described, yeah, as long as you do th- these things, yeah, but so not doing those things would be a bad move. Yeah. Uh, I think that's one of those truisms in improv that people, you know, there, there are no bad, there are no bad moves. It's like, oh, come on, man. Don't I mean there there are there there are bad moves. Yeah, I think uh, the, I think even the Stones have a bad night every now and then. You know where you go? Fuck! What happened? They're the Rolling <laughs> Stones. They know the songs. <laughs> Why was that a shitty show? So you know. oh, and I was uh, it's come up a bit on the podcast uh, about again the time when we were in Chicago. I've always viewed that as kind of a golden age of of, of improv in Chicago because it was really prior to Second City o- opening its gates. Uh, I remember like the last audition I went to Second City before they they hired two of their waiters again because they only hired in-house people up to a certain year. I remember at that audition, and just to name a few, uh, I think I think you were there. Dorp was there. Stack, McKay, Fay, Polar, Besser, Roberts. I mean, name you know. <clears throat> 20 or 30 of the best players who's ever who, who have ever fucking played uh they were at this fucking audition and yeah. they hired two of their waiters uh but right after that they opened the floodgates and mm-hmm. everyone kind of went through but because they hadn't let people in yet there was that backlog that backup of people in chicago that were forced to do shows at you know at the io uh or, or at the annoyance and forced to stay together longer uh because when i got there just to I'll never forget the first game I ever started in a Herald. Mm-hmm. It's probably the third or fourth Herald I was in. I'd started speaking at that point. I spoke in the third Herald I was in. Um, I remember I started a game. I got to start. A, I got to do something. I spoke last week. This week I'm gonna start a fucking game. Uh, I remember starting it, and it was something. I think our suggestion was advertising, and I started this game. Actually, I know our suggestion was advertising. Uh, it's funny how I remember that. I started the game going, all right, I'm going to say I'm the I am game. And I'm going to say I'm one of those at, you know, things that fall out of a magazine when you open it. It's annoying. Titters from the audience. I'm like, I don't care. I started this game, and I know for a fact that tall redheaded fucker over there is going to tag this game. That, of course, was Stack. Mm-hmm. Right? And sure as shit, we go down the line, and everyone says whatever kind of advertising they are, and he comes out at the end and says, says something about Everyone else was like pretty predictable, but funnier, much funnier than mine. Uh, but he comes at the idea that I'm a college student in a lobster outfit handing out flyers in the subway or something. And it just fucking slays. And I remember thinking, yeah, I started that game. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. But, you know, part of me, is, as far as the, the improv thing, is like, you know, mm-hmm. that got to happen because I started the game. Yeah. Uh, although I, I couldn't say, like, yeah, that's mine. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. Uh, yeah, so many. And, uh, I remember, like, I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember, like, the the earlier Mondo. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- w- were you around for that? The first ones. The, f- yeah. the first ones. Yeah, <clears throat> I remember some of those. That was just nuts. That, that the cast that was up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, as far as being a regular, I was not a, a guy that would go and do that. I mean, again, I, I came in and out of that circle, too. That was a whole other uh, thing, because I think when that started, I got I gotten hired by Second City. I think that's right. Um, yeah, because you, you, you also, around, roughly in that ballpark, didn't you go to New York? No, that was after, no, it was... 
did Second City, and then we went to New York to do um, me, Paul, and Amy, Amy Sedaris, and Paul Danello, and I went to New York to do a play called Stitches, which was written on, uh, by David Sedaris, her brother, based on some characters that we had done at Second City. And then th we had all quit at that point and moved to New York. Right. Yeah. And, lived, and then lived. And wasn't Colbert in? in no, Colbert in was still in Chicago. And the way he, the way that happened was. Paul and Amy and I were doing a play, and we were doing it with um, uh, Becky Thayer, Sarah Thayer's sister. And then um, it sort of, I was going to come to L.A., and this is so funny, the idea of, so tickets were 10 bucks a piece to this show. And it was La Mama Theater, and it was like 99 seats or something like that. And so we had said, people would call up MTV, and all these people would call up, and they would go, you know, can you comp us tickets? And I was like, guys, we're not comping any. Let's not comp anybody. You know, it's a, it's ten dollars. You're MTV. Fuck off. Um, you know, it was ten dollars. So we were sort of like, no. Well, you can, we'll set aside a ticket for you, but you got to pay for it. You know. And so then they were. It sort of was like, well, why don't they want us to come? And so this <laughs> show sort of blew up because we just said you have to pay. That's really the only reason. I mean, it was a funny <laughs> show, very very funny show, and it paid off. But that idea of <clears throat> why don't they want us to come you know and it was like because we don't we're not doing this for you we're just we just think this is funny and so it sort of blew up out of that and then uh nancy geller from hbo downtown came to the show <clears throat> and she was watching the show and she afterwards that following week she had a meeting she asked me to come in for me she goes what do you want to do <clears throat> and i said uh honestly i said i'm going to move to la and she said well what would it take to get you to stay here in, in New York? And I said, if I could do a sketch show with um, my friends, I would do that. I would stay. And she said, okay, great. I'll see if we can make that happen. And so she sort of, it was me and Paul and Amy in a room for a long time on 22nd Street. Just Amy would talk on the phone. Um, I, Paul would play his guitar and walk Cagney, his dog. And then I would just play on the computer and just write stupid shit. And there was no... We weren't making a show. We, they said, you know, at least come down here and act like you, you're working. We said, okay. So they gave us an office. We go down there and act like we're working. And then they said, we want to, we're trying to figure out what the show was. We said, you know, a sketch show in the Tri-Cities area. And they said, okay, we're going to start auditioning people. And we were like, no, we don't want to audition people. We know who we want to bring. And, and they said, well, you know, uh, uh, we think it should be, uh, you know, a group of people that have never worked together. And what about this? And what about that? And I said, no, I said, you know, why don't we fly our friends out here? And we'll, if you need the audition, we'll bring a bunch of them. Long story short, we decided that it would be harder for them to fly a bunch of people out. I mean, to fly a few people out. We all wanted to go to Chicago. So I said, there's a ton of people that want to audition. And so they didn't, they were so cheap at the time. They didn't want to fly all them in. So they just flew the four of us out. And Colbert, um, who we had worked with at Second City, we were all on stage together there. We wanted him. And then uh, Jody Lennon, who was working at the Annoyance at the time. And so that's how the, that came about. And Exit 57, <clears throat> we were originally going to call. We'd gone through a bunch of names for Exit 57, too. And that's not one we chose. We had White Leg, uh, The Day Room. We actually had Strangers with Candy. Um, because we were sitting around trying to figure out what would you do and I said, you know, it's like, I want to be known as those guys that, that pass out candy to kids that you shouldn't fuck with. And, you know, let's be like, let's be like the, instead of giving, 
you know, don't take candy from strangers. I said, I want to be us to be the strangers with the candy. And that's how that came about, you know. And then we were sort of, that was after exit. And so, and then they were like, no, you can't do that. And they literally said, the producers of X57 said, here's what happened. This is where you got your name if anybody asks you. You all took an exit on your careers <laughs> to meet here on 57th Street. <laughs> that's the name, that's why, I call, okay, great. Great name. Um, and I think that's the only time I've ever explained what that name means. <laughs> Nobody ever asked us. Um, yeah. You're probably going to be sued now by them. Probably. No, it's, yeah, that was a fun time. They had no idea what we were doing. We did a, we did a, we did a um, sketch about um, some Vietnam uh, guys in the foxhole. And they were shooting, going, you know, shooting at these guys. And then, this, then it becomes about these soldiers literally in a foxhole and they start talking about Charlie and they said oh yeah Charlie's the type of guy Charlie man Charlie's the type of guy he's your roommate and then he you order pizza and you say hey Charlie I'm gonna order a pizza you want it on the pizza and Charlie says no I'm fine I'm full and then when the pizza shows up Charlie goes here's a dollar for a slice that's so Charlie well Charlie's the type of guy and we were just going on and on and on about Charlie and so then we we had to do the we would run through the sketches and then one of the producers came over and she said, "Listen, I don't. I mean, who's Charlie? Are they gonna know who Charlie is?" <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, they'll probably know who Charlie is." Um, but yeah, it was just the oddest. Uh, I like it was. I remember I I I, I, I read something of, uh, about the the show having. Well, I think it was Strangers with Candy mm -hmm. had like fucked up morals. <laughs> Yeah. It was like the show would end with like, and the lesson is something that's not a good lesson. Yeah. I mean, the way that whole, I mean, there was, I liked really, uh, there was a Scott Bayo um, after school special and it was about him uh, drinking and he was on the track team. And so what happened was we would, you would have to go watch uh, at the museum of television industry. You would watch, you couldn't just watch shit on a computer because it wasn't, so you would have to go down there and you would watch reels. Like they had the fucking movie there and you would watch a reel and then you would go, you would hit this thing and go, yeah, can you guys come in and change the reel? And then somebody would come in and change the reel. And so what happened was Scott Bayo <clears throat> is a track star and he's drinking he's in high school. And so it's like, you know, he's crazy, insane alcoholic, finally gets his shit together. And then the whole first reel is really him trying to, you know, get off my back, mom, and I don't have any friends and all this shit. And so then here's the big, the, the big track meet is up. And so they can't find him. All right. And so the first reel ends with finding Scott Bayo drunk, stupid drunk, and he's totally fucked everybody on the team. And he's fucked it so nobody can win the medals. And I said, you don't need the second reel. Let's make that the show that where, you know, it doesn't turn out great. Um, <laughs> you know? um, and that was funny to me because, you know, oh, you're expecting the moral and all that stuff. And it was like, nah, drink, fuck the team. Um, that was just, it's just, a, it was just more interesting, you know? I, I, I love that. Uh, it, it so reminds me of just like, I remember thinking in improv, like let the show say whatever it's ever going to say, yeah. right? Because you you don't you can't get on a soapbox really when you're revising. I'm like, hey, if, if the show says something awful, then the show says something awful. 
Yeah, I let mean, it say it. Well, we used to. Golly, I hadn't even thought about this. There was there was an episode where um, Richard Kind was a dentist, and he was giving Amy uh, braces. And the thing about it is that Richard Kind had braces on his legs. And this came out of when I was little. Um, my de- I had a dentist. I grew up in the South, and um, the first ever first time I ever went to the dentist. Um, uh, and I was tiny, there was my doctor, which nobody teed me off about this. Hey, by the way, your doctor, Dr. Foy, has polio. And so I'm in the chair, and they've already cleaned my teeth. And, you know, the only light in this room now is the one that's over my face. And then there's that door over there. It's dark in the room. This is, this is the truth. So then, I don't know if you can hear this or not. So then what happens is he goes like this. This is true. It's all dark in here except the light on my face, and then this happens. And I see this outline. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) And I'm in this chair going. And I'm like 12. And it fucked me big time. (laughs) And so that ended up in the show. Um, And that's where that thing came from. But it was always shit like that where we were trying to think of. What's crazy, what's uncomfortable? And that, to me, was, um, to this day, I, I, he, I can see that man as clear <laughs> as a bell, because my brain just went, fuck. You know, <laughs> took a picture, you know? Man, yeah. All right, well, I want to make sure anyone here who has a question gets to ask it. Uh, so, any questions out, out there for Mitch? Yes, sir. Uh, I love some of the stories you've shared tonight. I've heard some of the other ones on other podcasts, like with... Uh, factory, how that was made. Um, one of the things I appreciate is like your artistic integrity. So I guess the question for me is, I haven't had the opportunity yet, but how do you, how do you maintain your artistic integrity? If you're in those studio meetings where some people would be like, yeah, I'll fix that, whatever you want. I mean, you know, I don't know if it's integrity. I really don't. I think I, I mean, um, and this, here's, here's what it is. And I, and, and I would say this whether Kevin was in the room or not. There's certain people that when you when they see your shit, you want to. I don't want somebody to tap me on the back and go, "That was good, great job, man." If these guys are seeing it, these guys that I respect and I really dig, I don't want them to go. I, I'm still trying to impress my friends, and I'm still trying to. I man, Brian Doyle Murray came and did uh, this thing we did called Merkin Penal, and this man, that guy, I was nervous. You know, that guy is is like one of my big heroes. And that still throws me, you know, he's a, and I, I still want to do stuff that my friends go, that's pretty cool. So if there, if it's integrity, it's not, I'm just trying to do what, you know, I think is funny and cool and fun, you know? And I also don't like, I don't like if you've seen something, you know, I remember we were doing a, I was doing a, a TV show. I'll make this quick. I had written this pilot, sold it to ABC. And then they said, well, you have to have two writers. And I was like, great, whatever. So then they, I meet with a bunch of writers. So we're in the middle of a writing session. And these guys are going to do the show. And, and they do a joke. And I go, wow, that sounds a lot like Kovacs. And they said, Kovacs? I said, yeah, Kovacs. And they said, well, who's that? We don't watch TV. And I go, <laughs> I go, yeah, it's Ernie Kovacs. And they go, yeah, if you'll tell me what show he's on, I'll know who it is. <laughs> And I said, he was on the Ernie Kovacs show. <laughs> and he's dead. 
anyway, um, but th- you know, so that's, you know, that, what do you do? So I just try to do shit that I think's funny and that, um, that my, that the people that I really respect and that I, that I just like and want to hang out with, um, you know, that they, that they think it's funny too. I don't want to, res- I don't want to disappoint them, you know? So, yeah. Anything else? You in the back. I love doing that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, if any, hey. In, um, in one thing, you're talking about the team and stuff and the times uh, that we were starting out when, when we were disciplined and that we met outside of our show times and we rehearsed and stuff or, you know, rehearsed to the extent you can rehearse long form improv, but we did run a lot of shows that no one saw. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, sure. and we did them in real time for one person. For me, yeah. and and we started noticing. Uh, this is I swear this is a question. We started noticing that the laughs were coming at the normal place an audience would put them. And um, one of the things that I I worry about sometimes myself is, um, and I wonder if you do too, is when you know when you're connecting. Uh, you don't have to feel, and you don't have to think, and you don't have to react because it's all coming your way. Mm-hmm. And that's probably because of listening and teamwork and, and things like that. But I, I don't ever seem to know what to do when I'm not connecting and when it's not happening. When it's not just that I'm not getting laughs, it's that I'm not making sense. Right. And that I've, I've lost some giant thread. And I feel like I'm the only person in the room that doesn't know it. Like, do you know the moment I'm talking about? And how do you work your way out of that? Or what do you do next? You mean like if we're doing a Herald or something? Yeah, if you're in a piece and you're just like, wait a minute, am I the only person that's lost here? Like, what, where do I, how do you find your way back to a show you feel like you've lost control of? I mean, I think I've, I mean, I sometimes, if I feel like I'm not going to add to something, that's the other thing too. I've, I've sat and watched from the sidelines, the rest of the team do something. And then you walk in and go, oh, well, what about that? That was the other thing too. I think that we that we weren't a bunch of stage hogs. We tried to get out there and edit. That was the whole thing: edit, edit, edit. But no, I mean, as far as what you're talking about, I would just I tried to listen constantly, and then bring something back. And I thought if you could bring something back, that that would always make sense. Um, but my biggest fear was missing. Like if you see an opportunity to go by, that was the worst feeling. Is like fuck that I you know if somebody enters and the move for them to make is that they're the crippled child from next door and they're not like you can knock on the door and you're going I know that's the crippled child and then the door opens up and it's a guy with a tube and you just go well fuck me you know but I think that more than that I think it's just I don't I I I think the way I did it was if I made a move I knew that you guys would not let me hang by myself and do all the patchwork. If that makes sense. Because, I mean, there's been times where... That's the other thing, too, though. I mean, I think everybody's been on stage with somebody, and they walk in, they say something, you're going, what the fuck does that mean? Like, and you're thinking that in a millisecond. And did I miss something? Am am I supposed to... You know, if they come in, well, is your wife going to be okay? And you're going, oh, fuck, did I miss something about my wife? You know, and that's just the longest second of the world did I miss something? <laughs> and your head's going like this, through the monologue, through the opening, through the everything like that. And then you go, she's great. She's really great. I appreciate you asking. And then there's the look in their face like, no, that wasn't all right. 
<laughs> you know, you missed something. Yeah, and <laughs> I'd heard she was, I read in the paper this morning, oh, Barbara, she's not my wife, that's my sister, you know, trying to make everything justified. But no, I think, uh, yeah, I know what you mean, you're the only one lost. I, but I got to say, Kev, I never thought you were lost. And I'm not just saying that. I'm, I've never, I never once thought you didn't, you weren't in something. Well, yeah, um, I was <laughs> hoping you hear that. Well, I just feel like it's something that will still happen from time to time, and you, you know, you're not sure. You're like, yeah, I don't know. Am I the? Am I missing something here? And I feel like I, I, I almost feel like you came up with uh, right, right, right then and there a, a, a good answer to listen your way out of trouble. Yeah. You know, sort of listen forward and and do something. I yeah, think it's. I think it's good to remember. Yeah, well, my dad used to say a dumb move is better than no move. <laughs> you know, and I think that's true. You know, a shitty idea takes you a lot further than no idea. You know, no. Yeah. No, I agree with that 100%. Yeah. So, that's why that just reminded me of a very brief old family story. When we were doing three mad rituals, uh, I have notoriously bad hearing at times. I have a slight hearing loss in the high, high register, so I don't hear consonants well sometimes. And we're doing three mad rituals. It was a herald of deconstruction in a movie, back to back to back, right? So an hour and a half on stage without leaving. Uh, and we get the suggestion fantasy. And I hear fences. <laughs> so I do three long forms with these guys. It's hilarious. Doing fences. Trying my best to explore fences and wondering what the fuck is wrong with them. Yeah. Like, why don't you people, it's like, I remember I tried to make a fence in the Herald for the opening, like, we'll link arms, we'll be a fence, right? And they start weaving all around. I'm like, what the, f in my mind, I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing, man? <laughs> I, remember, I remember I came off that show and I was like, I really didn't feel connected with you guys tonight at all. And they were like, yeah, you seemed like you were, I'm like, what, I mean, what? And then finally someone said, fences, fantasy. I'm like, oh, fuck. I did a different show. <laughs> uh, all right. So now it'll be my great pleasure to do a 25-minute set with uh, one of my heroes. So let's get to it. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out for the set. Uh, what's going to happen is me and Mitch are going to do about 25 minutes of long-form improvisation for you. And all we need to get us started is a suggestion of anything at all. Vince's. Vince's. <laughs> I should have seen that coming. <laughs> it's right down the middle. That's your side. Let's not start choosing just yet. Huh? Let's not start choosing just yet. Okay. That's fine. I really appreciate you doing this. I mean, I really do. It's, uh, it's my hang up, but I appreciate it. Did you have my maracas? I'm oh, sorry, what? Have you been playing my maracas? <laughs> no, forget it. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm, what about your maracas makes you think they've been played recently? <laughs> <laughs> you hear this? They're gone. There's nothing inside them. 
All right, yeah, I've been playing. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I was, I was going real good, and suddenly this, there's no sound at all. I'm sorry about that. I, I, this makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I know. I just don't want to. If we have, if someone comes over, I, know. I don't want to have to talk about <laughs> the division. That's right. Listen, I'm, it's been going to, you know, it's not easy. So, just, oh. I don't want to be here, you know. I, 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 man, you know, I had a wife and kids. I didn't think I was going to have a roommate, you know, at this age. Man. You know, use your blinker. <laughs> I kind of always knew this was going to happen. <laughs> I always, I always kind of remember when you, when you, when you fell in love. Right, and you, we kind of went our different ways. And you, you know, I was like, all right, he's gonna be in love, and he's gonna start a family. But one day, something awful's gonna happen, and he's gonna come back, <laughs> and he's gonna live here with me. <laughs> well, do you see what's coming up in the next ten years that you might want to give me a tip about? And next time you know stuff's going to go south, it's a phone. Pick it up. I, did, I didn't know specifically what was going to happen. I just had a feeling. You were driving the fucking car. <laughs> How did you not know? Just the blinker. Just use the blinker. How many times? You know? I'll go pick them up. Great. Thanks, Miles. Go pick them up. And don't forget to use the blinker when you go across the railroad tracks. I said it a billion times. <laughs> You said it so much that it sort of reversed me knowing it. <laughs> you know when someone tells you something and then they keep telling it to you mm -hmm. to the point where you're like, fuck that. But why do I think they tell you that? Because you're probably not going to do it. You know? That's all. That's all. You know what? Water under the bridge and a car across the train track. <laughs> it was an accident. Okay. I just don't. And who gets out of a car? Who gets out of a car and leaves it on the railroad tracks? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Y'all so stay put. I got it. Thanks, Miles. I really had to piss, man. And I liked a little privacy, so I had to go a ways away. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you didn't want me peeing right there in front of your wife and kid. No, no, no. I didn't want you leaving the car on the railroad tracks. That's all. That's all. I was blind with having to pee. I didn't know where I was. <laughs> it's amazing that you 
chose to live with me after all. <laughs> you, you are definitely the bigger man in this room. <laughs> Which is why I don't mind that, you know, this line is clearly unfairly drawn down the middle of this. I mean, I'm, I'm honest, I have a smaller half of this, this room. Yeah. And I'm not going to be a dick about the bathroom being over here or anything like that. Well, you know, you're the one with the piss problem. You want all your privacy. Everybody pisses, Miles. All right, y'all. Excuse me for you stay in this. You stay in here. Okay, you're not going to set the building on fire or anything when you leave. Are you? No, I just I need to take a leak. Okay, good luck. Promise you're gonna stay in here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, is that what you told them? Stay, I, well, I told I'm them just curious. There. Did I you say you promised we'll stay? Okay. <laughs> I told them not to look that direction either. Right. And of course, when I walked in the direction the train was coming. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
supposed to be here all along. But if we don't throw that party, that for some reason I came in here and suggested we do <laughs> initially, if we don't throw that party, you're going to die in this room. Okay. Let's have a party. <laughs> Come on, just pick up the phone and just dial some people. Just anybody. Random. Just need to get some people over here. Yay. <laughs> so, this is where you boys live, huh? Yeah. Well, this is a Kind of small. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, um, you know, we, we got all the flow, you know. Um, mm -hmm. Miles has told me quite a bit about you. Um, I didn't realize he had such an attractive sister. I'll say that right now. You are not anything like him. <laughs> well. He never told me he had such a handsome roommate. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's, I, 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 what am I going to say, you know? He's a good guy. He's, he's all right. He's, he's okay. Thank you for moving in with him. <laughs> I, I know it must have been hard after. Yeah, it was real hard. I didn't yeah. really have anywhere else to go, you know? Well, a man that can show that kind of forgiveness and compassion He's a rare man. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just going to get a drink. Hey, so this is the party? <laughs> Ooh, you. I want to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you must be Donald. Yes, I'm Donald. Hey, Donald. How are you? Hi. So how long did you and Miles date? Oh, till he figured it out. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's spoken quite a lot about it. Has he? Yeah. My. How are you? Oh, don't pout. <laughs> oh, yeah. This this party's getting crazy it now, is. isn't it? Yeah. No, but, I mean, it's probably going to slow down a little bit. You're a dude. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I know. No, 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 no. Don't don't be a dick, okay? Just don't. He's being really, really nice. You don't need to start anything right now, right? Sorry about that. You know. Sorry, don't, I don't want you to be a, you know. I mean, you invite somebody into the house and you're going to treat them like this, you know? It's just not, just not cool. I know, I know, I will. Just a shot would be great. Thank you. Um, that's, that, no one's ever stood up for me before like that. Well, they should. I mean, you know, if you invite somebody to your house, as small as it is, you have to, you know, I said a second. You just need to, you know. You need to choose. Don't be rude. I'm telling you, you need to choose, and you need to choose wisely. Oh, wow. Don't <laughs> in my ear. Don't do that. It's okay. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Oh, hey, don't do that. <laughs> um, Please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs>
So, uh... Are you, um... Hey! <laughs> no, I'm not trying to be rude, I'm just, we were... Do you want a drink? Yeah, I want a drink. <laughs> oh, shit, don't do that. Wow! What about, you know, just, we're just trying to be okay. cordial here, okay? okay. Why isn't anybody on your side for that? <laughs> okay. Wow. Well, thank you very, very much. It's very nice of you. I thought you were different. You, you lied to me, Miles. Never speaking to you again. <laughs> what the choice has been made? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with this, okay? I'm an open-minded guy, all right? So you just get better. You just get better as the, the time passes. Just You just get better. I, I, I didn't think I had a chance in hell with you, and you are your, your dream. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. This is no. too much. Oh, look at you. Look at that. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm not being rude. His makeup is... It, that's dude. <laughs> so what? I'm just giving you a heads up, man. I understand. <laughs> I understand. But it's he also a person. Heads up. I hear you. Heads up. Got a wiener. <laughs> Shh. Don't say that. It's not enough. Just, just let it go. Just let it go. Just let it go. Just let it go. <sighs> Alright? Okay? Just, you're, now you're being rude, you've invited somebody, and you've already had your sister leave, okay? Now the, the party that you had, you said that something special was going to happen. If this is what the special thing is supposed to happen, great. This is the special thing. This is the special, this is it. This See? is definitely a special thing. This is definitely happening. There's a connection here, right? Okay, this is the, and also, by the way, this is the first time I have not thought about you killing my family. <laughs> How's that feel? He killed your family? He killed my family. Old Blinker over here killed my family. Yeah. And, and you live with him? It's a lot of emotions I was going through, you know? And I sort of did some things. All right, done. all right. I smell baggage. Hold on. <laughs> I smell baggage, all right. I'm a, I'm a simple girl, uh, and I, I, that's weird that you guys... No, that's, but that's not what, what I'm saying. I, I'm changing the invite. I can't believe this. Uh, I know I'm a dude. Stop saying it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. All right. <laughs> really? No, I, I don't call it a favor. It is. <laughs> Then why would you invite other people over here? I don't, I don't understand this. You know, I finally make a connection with somebody. If you, if you don't want me to move out, I get it. You know? If, no, don't move out. I don't want you to move out. I know. But I, you're supposed to fall in love with my sister. She's out in the car right now. She didn't leave. She's probably crying. 
That's what I saw. I saw you and my sister. And I, I, I brought the other one. I thought it was a surefire and you wouldn't pick him. <laughs> but man, you. Sorry, I just. It's been a long day, you know. You, when, you're right, though. I mean, I'm kind of closed-minded when it comes to when it comes to things like that. Maybe I shouldn't be so closed-minded. Hey, hey, hey. Maybe hey, I should give Donald hey, another hey, shot. Hey, hey, you're being too hard on yourself, you know. Stop being good. <laughs> you're just too good. You're being nice to me right now. I was a dick to the to people you to that that. Dude, you were talking to, you seemed to like, and I was being a dick to him. He was looking out for me. I understand that, okay? I get it. I appreciate it. You know? David! I killed your family, man! <laughs> I know it, but you know what? If I can get over it, I guess you could too. I know you didn't. Hey, 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 hey. You gotta let it go, okay? Hey, 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 hey. Look. 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 You killed some twins. Okay? What happens? And the dog. I didn't like that dog. No one liked that dog. Right. You know? That so would come yeah, on. be fucking the hug. Yeah. Sure. Yes, she was six months pregnant. But you know what? We let that go too. Wait, the dog? Or no, my wife. <laughs> I didn't know that. I know. I didn't want to say anything. Why didn't I see that in my pee vision? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to move out anywhere. Maybe everything I see isn't accurate. Because if I didn't see that, maybe me seeing you dying here isn't accurate. Hey, 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 come on. That's That's... I die here, I die, okay? But I mean, if it's just me and you here, I die. I mean, you know, it's probably going to be, we'll probably get in a fight, you know. No, I, I won't be here. But it happens, according to my, my vision. And then uh, you just have to hang out. I'll just go with you wherever you go. And... Yeah, yeah. We can stay together forever. <laughs> Look, why don't you, you know, go check your piss and see what else is coming up? I mean, right. we'll take a quick look. You got to go back to your side of the room. I promise you, stay there. I will. It's fine.
gasoline I keep in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. You are not going to die without being on fire. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to go outside for a second. I'll be right back. Hope I didn't leave that pilot light on. Wait. Spark. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> the whole place is engulfed in flame. Ah! Ah! This is the greatest roommate I've ever had! Ah! 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 Oh! 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 Look at our bodies. Our bodies are all burning. Oh, I really did it. In our place, in our well, I burnt myself alive for you. <laughs> Thank you. Did you believe it? I couldn't let go of my Honey, is that you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, listen, I've been uh, thinking. Um, since you're pregnant, I think Miles should drive you to the hospital tomorrow. Do you mind? Because like, I gotta work late. I mean, just take the kids with you. But if you guys, you know. I think that's your, I mean, I think it'd be fine. It's, it's a, but just make sure you tell him when you come up to the railroad track, the blinker. It's, it's just a scheduled appointment. It's just a yeah, fine. you think it'd be fine with that? Yeah. I just got a weird feeling about it. That's all. Hey, I'm, I'm ready for tomorrow. <laughs> all right, great. So you know, you're sure. Listen. You've got to remember to use the blinker. Stop fucking saying that. Please stop. <laughs> stop fucking saying that. It's pissing me off. Well, I'm sorry. You don't cuss in front of her. <laughs> I gotta fucking go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> How you doing? It's... It hurts a little bit, but if, I mean... Me you, too, man. I gotta... You gotta I kids, gotta stop. Keep. Stop it. If you gotta go, you gotta go. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna stop the car right well, here. Well, might... Yeah, but let's just go down the... I mean, you don't wanna... No, I'll, we're good here. I right. to stop it on the tracks, though. I mean... <laughs> and you were... You, I'm you good. Blinker, why wouldn't you just... Look! Look! Stop saying blinker to me, all right? <laughs> I hate that word. Nobody look where I'm going. Nobody's gonna look where you're going. Pee, yeah. Let's just hurry, okay? All right. That's right. What do those flashing red lights mean? <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. All right, we got a going full of steam. Thank God, this real magazine here. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, P-Vision! <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I appreciate you letting me move in here. 
there's just a few things that I want us to do. I mean, I don't, not feeling completely comfortable. So if you don't mind, since you took what was mine, I just want us to be really clear from now on what is yours and what is mine. some sort of line and just divide everything. Like right, you can have the bathroom, okay? Ha <laughs> ha! 